Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show, where you, where we talk about all things real estate. This bright and early 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning, we have the firecracker Andrew Brewer back in the house. Ooh, 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 ooh. Good morning. What's up, girl? I'm good. I'm tired. And the crowd goes. <gasps> Got the old bags under the eyes. Hey, you always look great. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about your Auburn War Eagle boys? We win, we winning. <laughs> yeah. Close ones, but winning. Yeah. No, this this past weekend we we wasn't close. Yeah, but what was it? A game or two, a week or two ago, where it was like uh, they lost yeah, and they the won. The last second. Yeah. We're good at those last seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tennessee just had that uh, hail mary at the yeah, end. That was insane. Did you see that? I did. Oh my god. That was gosh. crazy. The emotion with that thing, man. Just you going down. There's and, been some good football games oh, this man. year. Then Absolutely. The other day there was the. Uh, Clemson Louisville game too. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. There's Louisville's a, good. Yeah, you can say what I you want to say. I knew that'd be a good game. Yeah, you can say what you want to say. Was it uh, Petrino, whatever his name is, that got was that Arkansas got busted, or whatever, and then yeah, worked his way back. He's a coach. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, to take Louisville to where they are now, come on. Oh yeah, they're they're making a name for them. They absolutely are. I would have liked to see Louisville beat Clemson, but hey, that's for a sports talk show. We talk real estate here. And Mr. David Lukey, how are you doing? I'm excellent. Good morning. And then we have Mr. Chris Corvoe. He's going to join us here in uh, just a few minutes. So when he comes in here, we'll give him a hard time. But in any event, Jimmy Tidwell, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Man, outstanding for this early Saturday morning. Get you some coffee. You'll be good. Dude, go-go juice of some sort. <laughs> Whatever you need, man. Whatever you need. Hey, on last week's show, if you missed it, man, we had an outstanding show with uh, Roger Langford, because I kept on wanting to call him Greg. <laughs> Roger, Greg, whatever. <laughs> you know, how, maybe it's just me, but you get a name for somebody in your mind, somehow you formulate it. And just like when you're talking to somebody you've never met them before, but then when you actually then see them, you're him, like, you, oh, yeah. they don't look like I thought. Yeah. That's happened to me before, Mark. <laughs> exactly. He came back to calling me Mark, and then was mad, and then it was this and that. We had fun with it, but if you missed it, Go out to the website at moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at moneymanmikeradio. Again, that's on uh, at moneymanmike.net and Facebook, moneymanmikeradio. And you can catch up on the entire show. You know, not only is the audio there, but we video record the shows as well, so you can watch it, listen to it, whatever you want to do. But uh, this week's show is going to be pretty... <laughs> I think it's going to be a little eye-opening to some people because we're going to talk about some pretty significant things, but we're going to kick off with... Uh, uh, home sale numbers and where they were in 16 and where they're projected to go in 17. And man, if you're looking to buy and you're on that fence, this is probably going to kick you off the fence or knock you off the fence, or at least it should nudge you to make a decision one way or the other. Because the longer you wait, the more money it's going to cost you. The more you're going to pay. The more you're going to pay. Absolutely. And then we're going to get into the foreclosure rates dropped. So People out there think going in saying, "Hey, I want to get a deal, go in ten grand, twenty grand, fifty grand below listing price or market price." Save yourself the time and the anxiety and the frustration because your offer is going to get just flat out rejected. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I have those people, and you're just like, "Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening." People no. are listing and getting what they are asking or more. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to. I touch mean, there's on that. a few on occasion that'll sit because they're a little overpriced, but in general, yeah, you're not going in way under and getting Heck anything. No. Those days are gone. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get to the four top reasons to buy this fall. So that is our 
itinerary for today, but uh, Miss Andra, you got a house of the week this week, or have you already sold it again? I do have a house of the week. Is it listed already? It is listed active on the market. It is um, 7307 Weston Way Drive, which is a little, well, it's technically a condo, but it's really more like a little zero lot line in Bellevue. Bellevue. Um, Super cute, updated, nice trim detail. It's got a really nice kitchen. It is two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath with a really nice fenced-in backyard. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's a it's great. It, the list price is 185 Do you think that that area is going to explode, like the area absolutely. around Natural West did? Absolutely. As soon as they get that retail done, oh, it's yeah. going to absolutely explode. I mean, and in, in Bellevue traditionally, I mean, has held its value ever since I've been in real estate mm-hmm. anyway, because a lot of families live out there, and mm-hmm. I mean, it. You know, there's certain price points. This is under two hundred thousand, and it's really hard to find anything under two there. Well, how, how many, many square feet? feet? Yeah, it's right at twelve hundred square feet. How many bathrooms? One and a half. And how many bedrooms? Two. Very nice. But they're spacious. The whole thing is very well laid out. It's it's a spacious layout. Would be great for, you know, a small family or uh, roommates. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd Very even nice. be a good rental property for somebody. Andrew has a house out in the view, the Bellevue. Yeah, out in the view. <laughs> hundred bucks it's sold by this time next week. Uh, you, you're three for three, right? Yes. Three houses of the week, three houses sold. Yes. Three for three. I think she'll be four for four. It's like she talks about on the show. It gets. I, I need the Orioles to hit like that. That's what I need. Mean. <laughs> three for three, four for four. I didn't. Like I that. didn't have the heart to call you when Boston beat them like they did those four games. Oh, in a row. It was very nice to do that. <laughs> that was awful. awful. It, it was a good game though. Oh good games. <laughs> Terrible. Mr. Chris Corvo is in here with us, man. How are you? Sorry, man. Running just a little late there. Dude, you are Couldn't totally you get out fine. Of bed, could you? Dude, it's six o'clock. Hey, man, I've been working for two hours already. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Nonstop, man. That's the way it goes. Look at him. He's all GQ'd in here already. Thank you for having me in here today. I was out previewing Andrew's House of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He's he's very pretty. Send me an offer. (laughs) You can also check that out at eastnashvilleagent.com. Yes. Or find me on moneymanmike.net. Yeah. If you're looking for anybody's contact that's been on the show before, go to Facebook. Uh, that's that's what probably the easiest place is Facebook at uh, Money Man Mike Radio. Go to photos and then go down to show contacts and you'll see everybody's contact information there. So let's jump into the show real quick. And actually, David, do you have a builder's tip this week? Sure. What you got? We got time for that? Yeah, we got a few minutes. If not, we'll roll into the next segment. Well, the thing I wanted to talk about today, and you can find it on Capital Homes Facebook page or CapitalHomeIdeas.com, is sometimes your dishwasher smells a little funky. Ah, Right, and sometimes your garbage disposal smells a little funky. Yep. Okay, and a great way to clean out your garbage disposal, and if your dishwasher smells a little funky, it's probably your garbage disposal. People don't know that the garbage disposal and the and the uh, dishwasher are connected. So if you have a garbage disposal, your your dishwasher is almost certainly connected to that. Mm-hmm. And if it starts to smell a little funky, a great thing to do is take a lemon, cut it up into eighths, cut up in small pieces. Okay. Put it in your in your garbage disposal. Turn the water on, of course. Everybody knows to turn the water on when they turn the garbage disposal on. And then put ice in it. Put a big cup, big 16-ounce cup of ice into your garbage disposal. Okay. Because that the ice will help scrape all the gunk off the sidewalls, ah. and the lemons will help make, it smell, it yeah, make it smell pretty. And put it on your earplugs. There you go, yes. <laughs> put on your earplugs, yes, yes, yes. Ice is loud. But if, but if you haven't cleaned out your garbage disposal in a long time with ice or something like that, it's probably got, you know, that... And, you know, I heard that ice would help sharpen the blades. 
they say that it does help sharpen the blades. And I don't know for sure that that's true, but I know that for sure that it's not, it doesn't dull the blades. See, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you're hitting a solid object into meat that thinks you would just dull it. Yeah, but if you sharpen a knife, what you do, you scrape it against a solid object. Yeah, but you're grinding it. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. The ice cubes are are grinding. I, I don't know for sure that it sharpens them. I've heard that too, but I know it doesn't dull them. That's the why thing you're that the engineer. If, if, you, if you want to dull them, you put chicken bones in there. Don't put chicken bones in your garbage. <laughs> yeah, bones. and don't just put stuff in there. People like just, you know, they're like empty in the garden in the disposal. <laughs> put it down it's the like, sink. Yeah. Turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to jump out to the break. When we get back, we're going to get into these house numbers. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show, where Andrew. What? <laughs> firecracker. In-house firecracker dang extraordinaire where they're popping out. Can I tell y'all a funny story that's totally irrelevant? What? Last weekend, we went to Jimmy's. He went to East High School, and they had their all-class reunion. So he busts up in there thinking he's going to like relive his glory days with all his friends. This is Jimmy, your husband. Yeah, My husband, not, not, Jimmy, not Jimmy, Jimmy behind, behind the, the glass. glass. Okay, okay. So we go, and Jimmy's he's like, literally like the only person representing the 80s graduating decade. <laughs> so all these people are really old. I mean, most of them were like graduated in like 63 from high oh, school. Wow. They were older people. Wow. But so the band was a guy named Charlie McCoy. He was a harmonica player on Hee Haw. Y'all know who that is? Anyway, yeah, he was very like, very successful uh, studio, uh, yeah, studio like musician of, here in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. He, legendary. Absolutely, he's in the country really? music yes. hall of fame and everything. Yes. But anyway, he was the band because he graduated from East High. But every time he would play a song, I bet y'all thirty couples would get up there to dance. And these people were cutting a rug, dude. Uh-uh. And one of them, this little old man, walks up with his cane. Oh, that's and the and best. he sets his cane down and starts whipping his little wife around. And then he comes back up and he's dancing with her and the cane. And then he came by and he said. I'm going to be so sore tomorrow, I can't even go to church. <laughs> but they were the cutest thing to see these old people dancing, and they were all out there getting it. And then when the band, you know, they were older, so they had to take a break. And when the band took a break, they all had DJ music, and they were doing the electric slide and the Cupid shuffle. Those uh, people, I'm not kidding. You know why old people dance like this no tomorrow? Because there could maybe not be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, it was just adorable. So. so let me guess, Jimmy didn't get to dance to Pour Some Sugar on Me by the band. I think no, so. He, he wore his... Uh, <laughs> they're like, we don't know that one. Wore his white snake shirt there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't even get him to dance. He was carrying on. I want to learn that dance. We're gonna, you're, I was like, well, get out there. They're 80 and they're doing it. Showing you up if you don't get out there, man. Yeah. It was Rock fun, on. though. Rock on. That's man, great. man. Talking about showing up some numbers, man, or showing people up, man. 2017, did you guys see the reports? I have not seen the projections. David? No. Purchase projections, refinance projections. Total home sales. Home sales. Home sales. This is nationwide? Nationwide. What are they projecting? You look at, out on the blog, website, check it out. We have NAR, which is National Association of Realtors. All right. <laughs> we need a little applause thing. Wow. Holy my, cow. My enunciation police over there. Now I'll say it wrong for the next three times, but that's okay. But NAR, Freddie Mac, uh, Fannie Mae, and MBA, Mortgage Bankers Association, all came out, and they're pretty much in agreement. They're off by just a little bit with their own individual projections, but they're saying an increase of between one hundred to 300,000 additional sales 
in 2017 versus 2016. And at the surface, you think, well, 100,000 to 300,000, that's not that many. But to put that in perspective for you, NAR, which is? The National Association of Realtors. Actually, I'm sorry, GNAR. The Greater Nashville Association of Realtors. If you check out their numbers, because they always put out um, quarterly reports and monthly reports, and the year-to-date numbers during 2016 from the first of the year through August showed a 4.4% increase to the same period as this year. Did I say that right? 2015 versus 16? So sales are up for? Sales are up from 15 to 16, 4.4%. Specifically, there's tw- there was 24,808 closings during January to August of 2015, compared to the same period in 2016 of 25,898. So that's only a difference of 1,090 more. 1,090 more sales from last year to this year in Nashville. And we're talking about for the past month or? The, uh, January to August time oh, Overall, there was only 1,000. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So you've got an eight-month period, basically a 1,000 unit increase, 1,000 sales increase. Which isn't really. No, but yet then you turn around and look at these numbers of 100,000 to 300,000 nationwide. That To me, that's a big jump. Right. I wonder if there's a concentrated area where they're looking at that would that would have such a boom like that or or what. I was read some a piece that uh, Etel Charles did who yeah. with Mark, Mark, um, market graphics and I guess he's a guru in our area and there's always talk about 18 or 19 it's going you know is is the prediction yeah. of slowdown but he said in his latest one I read he's thinking it's going to be yeah yeah so I mean he's he's still pushing that number out even further at this point in time of growth uh, so hey I'm in a growth based business so I love yes. it so. oh absolutely well I get like every maybe it's quarterly a survey from realtor and I'll fill it out, and it'll say, you know, has your sales been, you know, higher or lower the mm-hmm. same? And, you know, you just kind of do a little survey. And I think some of the stuff they put out's from that. But um, I also heard Etzel Charles speak last December. And he said that it would be good until 2020 to 2021. And then when it did decline, it would decline to about the point we're at now. I so actually it wouldn't be anything like, you know, the previous recession right. or, you know, like plummeting. So, so. But I mean, he still forecasted at least ten years of decent, decent activity mm-hmm. yeah. um, in in, our, in central Tennessee, uh, central <laughs> Tennessee, and middle Tennessee of of not necessarily the growth that we're feeling, but at least steady, mm-hmm. uh, steady housing at that point in time. Which ten years is a long, that's a long time. time to forecast that, and it's really hard to tell with election years and everything else that's going on. But you know, it looks like in the near future we're going to be okay. Yeah, so, but then you listen to other news, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to plummet next year," and the media kills right. me. Well, economists, you know, they all have opinions about who's going to do what or what's going right. to happen. So uh, it's really, really hard to tell. But, I mean, Mike, do y'all see any, any forecast, any rate changes going on in your future here or what? You know, that's – Andrea hit a nerve with me when she said the media, not a nerve as far as with me being upset with you specifically. We got a beef. Yeah, we got a beef with the media because – Where's the beef? We, we talk <laughs> – Talking about a little old lady on the dance floor, man. <laughs> I love those commercials. But the David and I talk all the time about how the Fed meets and they're going to raise interest rates. I mean, just this past meeting with the Fed meeting, I heard I was sitting there watching the local news and they quote unquote said, 
The Fed decided to leave rates unchanged today, which means your mortgage rates will not be going up. And I'm like, it does not affect your mortgage rates. The, the, it's not a direct correlation. No. no. I mean, the bonds, it, the, the, it, the it bond might impact it but, it, it, but if they raised rates, I, I would say that rates might go down. Historically, Google it. Yeah, yeah it, it only affects the short-term rates. They specifically say short-term, too, when they're yeah. talking about it. But yeah. it's news stuff. That's what they want to talk about. People yeah. don't understand. Actually, when the rates went up last time, and it's typical that it happens, you actually see a little bit of a vacuum where the rates go down yes. if the Fed's increased their yeah. rate at that point in time because people are moving their money from the short-term Treasury bonds, uh, from the Treasury into the uh, long-term bonds, and yep. it creates yep. a uh, little bit of a vacuum there. Well, and, and people also begin to believe that the Fed's going to cause a recession and they're trying to anticipate and guess. The bottom line also is that you know, the United States bonds, whether they're mortgage-backed securities or whether they're treasury bonds, are among the safest investments you can mm-hmm. make in the world, yep. in the world. And as long as that is the situation, rates are going to stay pretty low. Well, look what happened with the gas a couple of weekends ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean, the media went on there saying, you know, gas shortage, gas and crisis. next thing you know, it's a frenzy. Mm-hmm. Out there, you know, and there was plenty of gas. We we barely got gas from that pipeline that exploded or whatever happened to it leaked. And, you know, it's still just, uh, you know. It, I, I was so lucky. I actually had filled up <laughs> yeah, all four this. of our cars the day before that happened. And so I, I had four full tanks. I didn't have, I didn't even stop at a gas station for two weeks. I remember talking about that. I had to go to Murfreesboro from Hendersonville on a Habitat for Humanity build. <laughs> and so I'm going, man. And sure enough, I found, I found gas. So I guess somebody from up above was looking down saying, you ought to go do your good work for the day. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I got gas and went down there and did it. But yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. We actually had a friend that his wife had to go get him because he did run out of gas. Wow. And couldn't buy gas. Wow. It was like, Kind of brought it home, but yet there was never like that. Every station in the block or every station you went to was out of gas. I, I mean, there was always something here or there sporadic, it seemed like. So to finish your point, we need to be uh, staffing up because more closings are headed. Yes. More sales, more buildings. It is not slowing more down loans. anytime soon. Hey, when we get back from this break, we're going to talk about the foreclosure numbers and dig into a little bit more about saving yourself some anxiety of uh, trying to lowball an offer and go in way below listing price. Don't do it. She's shaking her head. Don't do it. (laughs) We'll be back. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show. Welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC, where you are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. Seems to be pick on Andra Day. Wow, look at that face. <laughs> Whatever. Really, go to Capital Homes Facebook page so you can see this beautiful face sitting what? next to me. Holy cow. Hey, I'm moving away from him then. <laughs> I didn't say you. Oh, I said next to too. me. No, he's not beautiful. No, no, no. We're having a damn good time. You, you got to go see that just to see how horrible someone can look. <laughs> You can go to MidtownTitleTN.com and uh, see the uh, the milk jug photo. <laughs> hey, foreclosures. Oh, do are they there exist? Any left? You know what? They actually do exist. I still see people buying them. Really? They're not. They're few and far in between. But yeah. um, I do see them, and uh, the ones that people are getting, they don't close too much because the ones I'm seeing, they they've got junk. They've yeah, it's pretty rough right yeah. now. Yeah. But people are, I mean, the, there's agents that are out there looking, scouring, and investors still trying to buy them. Yeah. yeah. 
they're down though. I mean, significantly. Um, the um, uh, only two point nine percent of homes are in serious delinquency, which is down seventeen point one percent from July yeah. of last year. That's a huge. No. Just from yeah. last year, there mm-hmm. wasn't hardly any last year really either. No. Well, you know, nowadays they you don't even you don't the, all the auctions and stuff are all done online. You don't yeah. even go to the yeah. houses or the courthouse anymore. You just bid online mm-hmm. anymore. And I just hear horror stories about how the prices get jacked up really, really, really fast on these things. Yeah. The other number I saw here that I liked was 0.9 percent, not even a full percent, but right there at it of all homes with a mortgage. Uh, were involved with some sort of foreclosure, which takes us back to... That's below pre-recession time. Yeah, that goes to... Because one and a half was the normal, right? One and a half was kind of considered normal. They're saying back to 2007, August. We jumped to about four and a half. Is that right? I don't remember what the peak was, but it was a lot. Yeah, it was like four and a half. I mean, some communities was 20, but I think nationwide it got to about four and a half, five, something like that. But one and a half was kind of considered normal. So point nine is like nothing. Yes, yeah. there's nobody left. And all this data That's is coming wild. from Core Logic, wow. and you do a great job of explaining who Core Logic is, Chris, and, and how they pull all that information in. Yeah, they're actually owned by uh, a title, my title underwriter, First American Title, and uh, they pull all the closings from across the U.S. All the all the record searches. Um, they they pull all the information together, working with banks. And they put it all and use your economists and put all these numbers together, and then they can they they can tell trends of stuff that's mm-hmm. going on all the time, um, because not only are they involved with the record side of it, they're involved on the closing side of it, right. and they're seeing what the numbers are doing, the types of loans that people are getting, and uh, so that's basically what they do is they just sit and observe and run algorithms trying to figure out what the market's doing, mm-hmm. and then they produce this um, these statistics all the time. Yeah, I mean there's they're solid. I mean it's not like hey this is our opinion. I mean, this is based on factual. No, it's fact-based data stuff that yeah. they used on that, so it's it's probably pretty accurate. So again, as we said at the top of the show, if you're out looking for a home and you see a foreclosure, you see any home, the days of getting that deal or stealing a house and paying ten, fifteen, twenty grand below market value. I mean, I well, what's crazy to me is if foreclosures around here, why wouldn't you try to sell it? I mean, even, yeah. I mean, in that yeah. case, I mean, houses are selling. Well, but sometimes foreclosures are, are uh, estate situations. True, but I, true, but I don't know if that's the norm. I mean, some people are still losing jobs, or they leave, yeah. or buy another house and go or somewhere divorce. else. Mm-hmm. Divorce, and, and, but and, and someone or a separation, and someone decides that they're just going to be stupid. Medical it's just worth situation. a call to somebody to say to to, a, yeah. to somebody like Andrea to say, "Hey, can we sell the house? Because if she can sell the house." Then it's better than the house and going through a foreclosure and, and just move on yeah. and wrap it up and uh, to do that because sh- people can still do short sales even if you're upside down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not very normal. But, it's not normal. But the foreclosures I've seen lately, it's always been one one party to the situation doesn't want to sell. Then that and, and that the court's happens. making them sell. That happens, you know. But anyway, you were talking about offers and stuff like that. You know, one of the things that I try to explain to people. From a new home's perspective, yeah. the real benefit of buying a new home is if I tell you this is the price. Yes, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and if the buyer says yes, they don't have to worry about somebody else coming behind them and saying, "I'll give you three hundred and three. Yeah, we're gonna. It's done. It's done. If I give you the price, and they say yes, it's done. Or so, the- the, so this past weekend, I had a guy come in. <laughs> I tried to explain it to him. At a house price to two forty three, 
Oh, no, that's too much. Why is it too much? Well, because somebody down the road who closed six months ago <laughs> paid paid two thirty eight for the same house. I'm like, that's not that that's not even keeping yeah. up with the market. You know, I mean, come on. Oh, no, no. You got to. I'm like, OK, whatever. You know, so he he, he waited until Tuesday morning because he was going to wait me out and call me up to tell me, you know, <laughs> my offer is still good. I was like, no, it's not. The house is sold. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, it was sold that it was sold about an hour later. I was about to say I remember the the Over show we like five grand. Yeah. yeah, but he was a bit. But he and the funny thing was the guy who wanted to buy the house was there with his friend, not his realtor. He had a realtor, but he didn't bring his realtor. He brought his friend who installed granite. But yet they're a real estate. So the expert. granite was oh man, that granite staller was an expert, baby. He knew what he was talking about. And he probably still rents and does not own himself. And he was driving a hard bargain for his buddy Jeez. right out the door. Well, first of all, your agent should be preparing you for yeah. for those types of situations mm-hmm. in and how you go through the contract process with a builder because it is different than going through a contract process yeah. with a normal buyer or seller yes. um, to go with the builder and uh, because there is there's like David says, it's just not a negotiation. It's just what the price of the house is at that point in time. Absolutely. Here you, we go. You had that one client that you were telling on one show was like asking you to come down 10, 15 grand. You're like, why? Yeah. I'm going to sell it tomorrow for this price. I might even sell it for five grand more. Yeah. So why? Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> they just didn't have a comeback. There's like, uh, uh, oh, no. And I don't mean to be mean, but it's the marketplace. It is. I mean, I've, I've it got. Is. I have limited opportunities to sell things mm-hmm. right now. It's not like there are lots everywhere, and if I sell one house, I can build another house. No, I, this is it. I'm down. I've got 24 in Delvin Downs, and nine of them are sold. That means mm-hmm. I've got 15 left. And and no, I'm not. I, I'm not discounting any of those 15 because it's another year. I have another year after this waiting for mm-hmm. the lots to get ready. And, I, and so I got. I can build 15 houses in the next year on top of the. The ones that I have sold, the right. nine that I have sold. So, uh, no. Andrew, do you prep your people if they're looking at new houses? How that process works with a build it with new construction? Yeah, absolutely. So there, I mean, it's not negotiable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just tell them the out price. of the gate. I mean, you kind of tell them that now with any all yeah, houses. I guess all houses anymore, yeah. isn't it? Because they're like, oh, well, let me go ahead and offer, you know. And I'm like, well, you probably won't get it. They'll drag their feet countering your offer, and then probably get another offer in the meantime, and you know. And it's so hard to talk to a client because you, you you feel like you're coming across of trying to spend their money or it's going to come across wrong or they're going to perceive it wrong because they may not think you're working on their behalf because you're saying, oh, no, you can't offer that. you got to offer something higher. But yet they just don't get it. But then after ten times. Four, yeah, now yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, go 15 above and boom. Yeah. You know, they're, they're bought in. They understand about, it then. About, about a month ago I had somebody submit an offer on one of the houses out in Dixon. And they they gave me twelve hours to respond. Twelve hours on a Saturday afternoon. I had to respond by Sunday morning. What the realtor the realtor coming up, David? It's it's kind of a lower offer, and that you've got twelve hours to respond. I said, Oh well, I'm not responding. <laughs> <laughs> so they lowballed you and put a twelve hour demand yeah, on it. And it wasn't that big of a lowball, but it was it was what you said, where apparently they had put in a, a modestly low offer to somebody else, and they took forty eight hours to respond, and somebody else came in and made another offer, and so they yeah. lost the house, and so they thought that the way to counter that 
the, the, to put you know, a shorter deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the last seller didn't deal with me. Maybe in good faith, maybe in, yeah, I don't know. It kind of depends on how you look at it. So the next guy, I'm going to treat worse. And then that way I can get my way. And it's like, oh, no, that didn't work either. That's not, gonna work. That's not a strategy that's going to work. Well, I guess at some point the realtor has to do what their client asks. But uh, right. but some of that is coaching on the realtor's part, too, of an expectation. Hey, we can do this. And Andrew can speak better to it than I can. We can do this, but this is probably going to be the, the the end result. So are you right, prepared exactly for this? That's exactly what I say. And I'll say, no, and we can do whatever you want. But this is probably how this will pan out. Yeah, yeah your expectations and listening to a professional is critical in this situation. Not, hey, this is what... Billy Joe sold his house for down the street or anything like that. My granite guy told me to offer this. (laughs) Hey, we got to jump out for one more break. When we get back, we're going to get into why you need to sell your home this fall. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You're listening to the Money Man Mike Show, and this is our final segment, but we have saved the best for last, and we're going to discuss the four reasons why you need to buy this fall. Do not wait. As we've been discussing in our last segment, you know, and we've said it on previous shows, I, as a mortgage lender, am not worried about interest rates going up. They'll tick up a little bit. I am more concerned about house prices. You're going to see more movement with that, more consistent movement upwards in an upward trend than you're going to see with interest rates. Labor's tight. Yeah, my, my costs are going absolutely sky high. And just like you said in the previous segment, there's only so many lots to build on. It's yeah. supply and demand. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our prices, what we're charging customers, have gone up you know, 10% year over year. Wow. But my labor cost has gone up 20 to 25%. Jeez. And that's just because they can demand more per job because they can get it. Hey, you want me to do it now or you want me to do it three months from now? That's right. Yeah, because they know they can get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's either it's either you pay this or you don't get the work done. Mm-hmm. Period. End of conversation. It's not, you're not even, you have no choice. And that kind of circles us back to, the granite, granite countertop guy saying, hey, the house down the street sold for five grand less mm-hmm. six months ago. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Six months, cost has gone up, yeah. market's gone up, everything's gone up. Yes. So to sit here and base everything on something that was six, 12, uh, three years ago. It's, a, it's irrational. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just irrational. My margins haven't changed. I'm, I'm making the same percentage right. as I always did. But my my labor costs are going yeah sky high. It's just which you know in some ways it's great. I, the guys deserve the, the pay raise. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I there's some work they do that I I wouldn't want to do. People getting paid by the hour deserve a raise. They haven't mm-hmm. gotten a raise in a decade. Out in the heat, doing everything oh, yeah. they do, they deserve a raise. Yes, about yes. time. You know, we spoke about Core Logic in the previous segment. They have another report they put out, which is the Home Price Index. And this report specifically stated that home prices have appreciated by 6%, 6% over the last 12 months. I believe it. And that's a national number. And in cases like here in Nashville, it's more than 6%. Nashville is much hotter than the rest of the country. Yes, sure. yes. And during that same report, it predicts that house, housing prices will continue to increase at a rate of 5.4% over the next year. 
Now, now something that has changed, Michael, and you tell me if I'm wrong. It used to be 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if you owned a house, let's say you owned your first first home, mm-hmm. right? You bought that two-bedroom that Andra has out in Bellevue. Right. And you lived in it for four or five years, and then you decided you wanted to buy a new home, a bigger home. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what people would do is rent out that first home mm-hmm. because a positive cash flow or whatever. They would rent out that first home and buy a new home. And you could count the rental income if you had a lease Yep. when you close. You yep. can't do that anymore, correct? They shut all of that down after the housing crisis, but I would say in the last six months, don't quote me on that, that's all been opened back up. Oh, really? Yes. So you are able to do that again? Yeah. There used to be an overlay or an additional rule that said you had to prove that you had at least 25% equity, which kind of deferred everybody from doing or deflected sure. anybody's interest. But now that rule's gone, and as long as you fit the numbers or the numbers work and you can prove it, then if you got a lease agreement you have rent payments, you're good. Wow. First month. So a year ago it was they wanted to see a three-year rental history, not necessarily that house, but that you've had rental property for at least three years, correct? And they wanted it reported on your tax returns on yeah, Schedule E. Yeah, well, if, <laughs> we're not all running for president. Some of us have to pay taxes. Some of us. Some of us. Somebody's got to pay. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get what you're saying. That's why we're here working. We're paying. There you go. So so now they are rotating back to yes. if you have a house and you have the income. And, and there is it still a 75% reduction? I mean, 25% reduction yes. on the rent that you're collecting? Okay. Yeah. So our listeners understand what I'm saying because I know I got really technical. If you collect $1,000 in rent on mm-hmm. your house that you're going to rent out, when you calculate their income to debt ratio, you're only going to give them $750 a month in credit of income, correct? Exactly. Because the $250. Of that thousand. Yeah. Uh, the $250 is theoretically to cover any repairs necessary or lost rent because you don't have it rented the whole time or advertising costs, cleaning costs, things of that exactly. nature. Exactly. It's mainly that. That assumed factor that you're going to have a 75 percent occupancy rate. Yeah. So at some point it's going to be vacant. How many yeah. months? Who knows? But yeah. it's just a 75 percent rule, like you said. But that's really it. As long as that 75 percent works for you, it can literally negate, cancel out that entire mortgage debt. And I was reviewing this with some investors the other day, where they can buy because with us being direct with Fannie and Freddie, we can just finance properties and keep them going where a lot of people are limited to four finance properties and that's it. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep your debt to income ratio, which is your total equation between your debt and your and your income, as long as that stays below the approvable limits and that mortgage debt is being offset by your rental debt, your DTI is not moving up. You just acquired or you took on more debt in the form of real estate, but mm-hmm. you also are building capital you're receiving rents to offset it, and somebody else is paying your mortgage and building your retirement, your equity, your everything. Well, hey, Jimmy, I hate to put you on the spot. Are we making sense here? Yes, sir. All right. Fantastic. I'm following. Fantastic. Are you, <laughs> buying, are you buying this uh, condo in Bellevue before the show's over? I am not. Jimmy. <laughs> he don't want to live in Bellevue. It What's took me two years to get rid of my house in Georgia. I'm still burning from that We're one. We're not and, in Georgia, uh, I realize that. I'm saving money. All right. I'm not one of these uh, 100% down payment or 100% uh, uh, finance either. I I applaud you for that, Jimmy. Make sure that you feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to do it on your own time. But at the same time, you've got to make a good financial decision. If you're in the position to do it, why are you waiting? And I'm not saying that to you because we know why you're waiting. But, I mean, we we were talking to a client just last week where his mortgage payment, and typically when we do the comparison from when you're renting and then you purchase your home – 
your payments are going down. Yeah. You're paying less for a mortgage than what you are in rent. A lot of times. In this case, with this particular customer, his payment went up 25 bucks. So, so to take the contrarian, to take the J- Jimmy view. Yep, yep. Okay, just kind of argue this out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and Jimmy, I applaud you for your actions. I think that the number one thing that you need to be able to do when you purchase a home is after you've closed, have at least two months, have at least, you know, thousands of dollars set aside mm-hmm. for living in in hiccups. And I, that used to be kind of a requirement. It's the kind of requirement I think that gets uh, uh, overwritten frequently. Am I right on that, Mike? I mean, you can work around that requirement frequently. Yeah. And I and I know that the hundred percent financing is available again. If uh, to be very direct, if my brother or sister came to me and said, David, I want to buy a house and I'm going to use hundred percent financing and I'm going to have four grand left over after I do it, I would say don't. Mm-hmm. If it was my if it was family to me, I would say, hey, do what you want to do, be happy. But my advice is against doing that. I think that people ought. I think there's a value in saving up the money to put three percent down on an FHA. Three and a half total is what you need right. if you get closing help and so forth. I think there's a value to that. You know, if you need seven grand to buy a two hundred thousand dollar house, I don't think that's a terrible thing. And if you have another three or four thousand dollars saved up on top of that, I think that's I think that's really commendable, Jimmy, to do that type of a thing. I I, I applaud you for doing that. Well, I've worked in radio most of my uh, adult life, and, mm-hmm. and it's it can sometimes be equated to like a sales position yeah. because it's not a sales position, but it's it can be volatile. Yes. <laughs> you don't know from one job to the next <laughs> what kind of money you're going to make. And I've seen friends and coworkers have you know nice cars and nice uh, houses, and then they go and make 30% less at their next job, and guess what they're giving up? Oh, yeah. A nice All house and a nice car. Oh, I don't yeah. want to do that. Oh, yeah. I don't want my job dictating where I live or what I drive, so I live beyond, you know, below my means, so I can handle it either way. Yeah. And, and I don't quite go as far as Dave Ramsey does, where he says you got to pay cash for a car. Yeah. But I tell you what, if you if you can put twenty five percent down on a car, you'll never find yourself in a bind, because if you have to sell that car quickly, you will still get a check. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't care if you buy a brand new car, and unless you grossly overpay for a car, right, right. if you can put twenty five percent down, and chances are, if you saved up. $5,000 to buy a $20,000 car, you're going to be able to afford the $15,000 payments. Exactly. And, I, and and housing is a little different in that the car is never going to go up in value unless you're buying a historic, and a house will. Right. And so as soon as you have that 3.5% plus the cushion, unless you think you're moving next year, buy a house, don't wait, don't keep renting. But I, you know, even, I mean, if I guess if your parents are giving you the down payment on FHA loan, mm-hmm. which they can with a gift letter, yeah. I mean, that's a great thing. But have have saved up some money. Have some money in the bank. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's outstanding advice, and we've talked about that before. I mean, there's not too many times you'll have a mortgage guy, a home builder, or a realtor sitting here saying, hey, wait. Yeah. I mean, but not it's not for everybody. I mean, buying a home makes a lot of sense. Yes. I mean, a lot of sense financially. And we can get into next week with how it's for savings and go through some more numbers here where this guy's rent actually, or his mortgage payment went up 25 bucks, but he's actually saving 240 bucks a month plus. Yes. And understand how that really impacts you as a homeowner. But if you're not ready and you can't prepare, or you're not prepared for that rainy day when the garbage disposal blows up or the water heater blows out or your car breaks down, you're not ready to buy a home. So been listening to the Money Man Mike show. Jimmy's pushing us out the door. Catch us on the flip side next week, and you guys have a great weekend.